Hey everyone, welcome to Parallel Leaders, where we come alongside you and your organization by focusing on eight growth points that will address the obstacles that are holding you back. So let's go today to the teaching. We want to consider these strategies to help us improve our level of self-awareness in our leadership style. Number one, how to improve yourself is know yourself. So before you can improve yourself, you should know yourself. And that's part of self-awareness, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your tendencies, knowing your uh, blind spots, if you're aware of that. But it's very helpful to know yourself. And it can be helpful to know your own strengths, know your own weaknesses. We use the DISC, D-I-S-C, personality profile that gives you an insight into your personality. We use StrengthsFinder, which gives you insight into your strengths. And if you're not aware of StrengthsFinder and haven't taken that one, I highly recommend that one. Um, what they did to put that test together is they surveyed hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, leaders and basically listed all their strengths, studied their stuff, and basically summed them up in 33 different strengths. And then they give you this test that then spits out your top five strengths, which the combination of those top five, the likelihood of, of you having the same top five as somebody else is very, very rare. It's actually surprising, but it understands what your, what your strengths are. We use 16 personalities as another detailed personality, one that's great and free, 16personalities.com, I believe. We use the Enneagram, but that's another personality-based, yes, but it's almost more your weakness-based. It kind of points out your blind spots, tendencies, weaknesses, typical ways of, of responding. So just to warn you, when you do that one, you're probably not going to like what you find, but that's doesn't, that's, it's good to know because we need to know ourselves. Another way to know yourself is simply ask yourself the question, what am I doing well, right? What do I do well? And get as specific as you can in what you do well. And you can begin to push in deeper into that and going, what are my strengths within my strengths? Okay. So you know, we can give, sometimes we give ourselves a broad strength, you know, we're like, I'm really good at this. Okay. Well, what you might be good at this big picture, but can you narrow it down and going, what makes me good at that specifically? So Connor McDavid can say, I'm good at hockey. Okay. But let's get specific. What makes him really good at, you know, his hand-eye coordination. He's really good at that. He's really, good. you know, to me, when I watch Connor McDavid, I've never seen anybody quite like him that has the speed or the acceleration quite like him and going, he takes it to another level. So the more specific you can get, I'm good with people. Okay. Well, what makes you break it down? What is my strength within that strength and, and break it down as much as you possibly can get as specific as you can, because then you can find your, your sweet spot. The ongoing process of self-reflection powers self-awareness. A quote from Samuel Jack Johnson says this, he says, almost every man wastes part of his life in attempts to display qualities which he does not possess. Let me say that again. He says, almost every man wastes part of his life in attempts to display qualities which he does not possess. Yow. Almost every man wastes part of his life in attempts to display qualities that he doesn't have. So it is good to know yourself and to know specifically what your strengths are, not what we perceive other people want our strengths to be, but what they really are. Okay. Number two is 
how to improve self-awareness is to identify how other people react to you, not just act around you, but how other people react to you. So one way you can assess how your actions affect others is by observing or reflecting on how they react to you. So identify what factors cause them to respond in a certain way. This helps you understand your impact on others. So it's vital to know how others react to you and and to be aware of that, right? So I'm not naturally an outgoing people person. I'm more of an introvert than extrovert. I'm not that. But when I go and visit, you know, Tabor, for instance, this last Sunday, I go in knowing that there's lots of people in the congregation there who haven't met me except for on the screen, right? So they feel... They feel that they know me and are excited to meet me, but I don't know them. And I know that. So I go in being fully aware that how people are going to react to to me is going to be different in those situations where they don't have me all the time. So I, on purpose, kind of wander around and go to people and smile, talk with them and engage with them. And and because of that reaction, I also know um, and am very aware that certain people, Jen, I'm going to pick on Jen today because Jen did this today, right? I, I called her in. I had, we had some big things to discuss for a meeting tomorrow. And I called her in my office. And the first thing she does is she walks in my office. And she's like, am I in trouble? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, what? No. But I also know that when people get called to the principal's office, because I'm, I'm the, like the reaction is. And so oftentimes I will start conversations when someone comes to the office and saying, hey, I'll start right at the very beginning. I want to talk about this because I can see or, or sense that they're anticipating is something going on? Am I in trouble? What's going on? But identify how other people react to you. When you're working in an area of weakness, few people will show interest. They won't compliment you. In contrast, your strengths will capture the attention of others and draw them to you. So if others are continually praising you in a particular area, identify it, examine it, and start develop, developing it. So if you're working in an area of interest, weakness, people aren't going to pay much attention. If they start complimenting you, polling to you, all the rest of it, they're probably hinting at a, at a strength. Their reaction is, is indicating a strength that you may have. So it's not just negative reactions, but it's also positive reactions. Know how others react to you. All right. Number three, self-aware leaders gather feedback from trusted contacts, not just gather feedback from everybody and anybody. There's lots of people out there that are critic and, and that doesn't make them an expert and that doesn't make them trustworthy. Just because they can tell you a movie is terrible doesn't mean they're able to make one. So there's a big difference between that. So you want to gather feedback from trusted contacts. And while it can be challenging to separate your personal bias as you assess yourself, Okay, it's it's virtually impossible for all, any one of us to assess, you know, to separate our personal bias from from ourselves. Asking others to give honest input is one way to gather and to gain a broader picture of of who you are and how you relate to others. So self-aware leaders may ask friends or family members or coworkers they trust to give insight about specific traits as they seek to better themselves. And again, no, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is that all of us have blind spots. And so if you have somebody you trust who's going to give you not just what you want to hear, but what you need to hear and can do it in a kind way, then it's good. You want to pull on those people to, to give you some input. 
and pull on them to give you some feedback. All right, number four is find ways that you can show more empathy. Okay, so find ways that you can show more empathy. Self-awareness as a trait in leadership is really EQ or, or emotional intelligence. We know IQ is our intelligent factor. EQ is our emotional factor, emotional intelligence. And there's people that have high, high IQ and a really low EQ and they're terrible leaders. There's people that have high EQ and a low IQ. I'd rather work for those guys all day long, right? So who is way more important. Emotional intelligence, you have to find ways to kind of grow yourself in emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence, which is the ability to recognize emotions in yourselves and in others, also influences your self-awareness. So knowing how to recognize your own emotions, and, and again, emotions aren't good or bad, whatever you feel is what you feel. So don't worry about that, but it's a trigger. It's going to show you something. It's going to point something out that this is something's off or something's this. So pay attention to that, but be able to recognize your own emotions, why those emotions are there, but also recognize emotions in others and consider the feelings of others as you communicate and make decisions in another way to act is another way to act self-aware as a leader. Okay, so considering the feelings of others, paying attention to the emotional needs of those you lead can help guide your decisions and relationships as a self-aware leader. Be mindful of others' body language while you speak with them to gain insight into their emotions. Um, I once worked with a, a coach in coaching football. He's a head coach. And I was like, this guy was, was brilliant in the X and O's. He's brilliant at you know, his understanding of the game, the all-star player, all-star, like all the rest of it, but he severely lacked the ability to read the emotions of others. And when the players needed a push, he was soft. And when they needed him to be soft, he went hard. And I was like, I was like, ah, after a while, it was, it was very hard on the kids and on and everybody else, which is, he's part of the reason why I'm back coaching now, because he got fired from his position and ended up almost tanking the program because this one trait, this is one thing he lacked. So it's vital that we know how to show more empathy and work on our EQ. All right. Number five is practice self-evaluation. Those who are self-aware continually process and reflect on their situations. They practice this before, during, and after a conversation. They use your emotional intelligence and empathy to assess how you impact others through your personal characteristics. Okay, look for patterns. Notice when you receive a positive response from your communication and actions as you interact with your team. Notice when you receive a negative response. Okay, why did that happen? What happened there? And then work to improve those traits and use them as much as possible. All right, so five things there. How to improve your self-awareness. Know yourself by how other people react to you, pay attention. You know, do people avoid you? Do people want to be with you? Do people, like, how are they reacting to you? When do they react? How do they react in those situations? Um, gather feedback from trusted contacts. If you're sensing something, did I, did I, you know, I'm seeing this reaction. Did I come across too harsh? Did I do this? You know, ask feedback from a trusted contact. Number four, find ways you can show more empathy, right? Raise your EQ level. And then number five, practice self-evaluation by again again it's just coming back to constantly reflecting 
and going, how did I do today? Journaling it. How did I do today? How did I, how did this reaction go? How did this conversation go? Did I motivate or demotivate? Thank you for listening to Parallel Leaders Podcast. If you are looking for additional resources, tools, and conversations to move your organization forward and capture the hearts of your community, check out our website at parallelleaders.com. Don't forget to subscribe to receive each new episode as it's released and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Leaders. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Parallel Leaders, where we help you target and evaluate your organization, leadership, or department under the microscope of eight growth points to optimize your effectiveness as a leader.